Hello, everybody. Welcome in to the NBA front office show going live once again, third day in a row to break down free agency as well as some other moves going on around the NBA in terms of volume. Not a lot of stuff that happened in the league today. Certainly not like the first two days of free agency, but wow, some really important things that went down. Keith, how are you holding up, man? I'm good, man. I got a little bit of sleep last night, so I'm I'm doing a little bit better. I, uh, I'm looking forward to it in early bedtime. I don't know if I'm going to make it to to Team USA tonight. We'll we'll see, but you know it's uh, I'm going to try. It, it's it's Team USA. You know you got to be there if you can. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm going to do my best on that one as well. Um, I guess you know there was a lot that happened in the league today, but I think one of the most interesting things, anyway. It's something that's pretty rare. A five-team trade went down. Like that's <laughs> yep. just just in terms of piecing something like that together. It's usually really. T- I mean, look, a two-team trade is difficult. A three-team trade is really tough. A five-team trade almost never happens. So yep. this was, I think, interesting in, in and of itself. Spencer Dinwiddie, of course, uh, is the the main piece with, of course, Russell Westbrook going to the Lakers. Spencer Dinwiddie going to Washington. But uh, why don't we get into all the different pieces, who went where, and uh, and what it all means. Yeah, we don't need to redo the Westbrook part to the Lakers. We've talked that a bunch of times. Uh, nothing really changed on their end. Mm-hmm. We, we knew uh, he was going there. We knew what was getting sent to Washington. Uh, what did change a little was the way Washington did the salary structure and how they roped in a couple other teams uh, into this, including the San Antonio Spurs, Brooklyn Nets, and the Indiana Pacers. Uh, two of the other things were already known. We knew about the Pacers Wizards stuff. Uh, they just roped in a trade. This is kind of just as an aside. This is the beauty of the moratorium because you agreed all this stuff and then you have several days to figure out how to make it work. Right. Um, you know, so that, that's, that's what this part of the, the week was about. So, uh, yeah, so we don't really need to talk the Westbrook part of it. That's, you know, been, been talked a whole bunch. I'm mm-hmm. sure it'll be talked a whole bunch more, uh, you know, here and then, the the guys the Wizards are getting from the Lakers, we already talked to that part. But Dinwiddie to, to Washington, I think we touched on it briefly, but kind of left it. But they needed a point guard pretty badly. And now they've got two of them. They've got him and Aaron Holiday. Uh, so the position is relatively well taken care of. I think they've got their starter and their backup. I'd like to see him get one more guy, but their mm-hmm. spending power is a little limited. But we'll see. A couple good point guards still left out there that you know they they might be able to bring in. But yeah, I think this is a good move uh, for for the Wizards. Um, I like Dinwiddie alongside Beal quite a bit. I'm not saying he's a better player than Russell Westbrook. We're not going to do that. Um, but I think fit-wise, he fits in really well. I like the three guys I got from the Lakers for them. I, I mm-hmm. think they're all going to play pretty good roles there in Washington. Uh, they're all on very easily movable contracts if they need to later. And then Aaron Holiday should be should be a nice player. So I think I don't think this has got Bradley Beal saying, yes, sign me to that extension. Give me the, uh, you know, the, the long-term deal. But I do think he's probably pretty happy. At least this is a step in the right direction for Washington. Yeah, I agree. And I think this is a, a, a nice haul for them in terms of just the, the depth of the assets that they got. If you, if you break it all out and you say Russell Westbrook for all of these guys, it looks pretty good for Washington. You know, when you, when you add Spencer Dinwiddie into the mix here, I also think it's interesting, you know, Heading into this offseason, I said there's two guys out there right now that I think have overinflated views of what they're going to get in the market, and that's Spencer Dinwiddie and Dennis Schroeder. And so I said, they, look, they, both of them seem to be 
uh, of the belief that a starting point guard just automatically gets 20 to 25 million. And I don't think that's going to be correct. It appears like I'm only half right here because Spencer did what he, he got it. And, and, you know, congratulations to him for, uh, for getting that deal, uh, especially coming off of an injured injury plague season, like he did Uh great thing for him. And then of course the Washington wizards, I think he's a quality point guard, assuming he's hundred percent healthy. I think he's going to help them out quite a bit. Yeah, I, I think so too. Uh, Good creator with the ball in his hands. He's somebody who can really run the offense very competently when Beal's not out there Mm -hmm. with him. And then he's fairly good off the ball. He's gotten to be very good off the ball over the years, uh, especially when he was healthy the last couple of years playing with the different Nets guys. So uh, I I like this one quite a bit. I also really enjoy um, that they built out their roster. They've got a lot of power forwards now, though, and very little at, at the small forward position. Uh, Caldwell Pope's probably their best three-ish kind of guy mm-hmm. right now. Maybe Denny Oftia, uh, I think, is probably uh, the other guy who will play that position. But Hachimura, Kuzma, uh, Bertans, they've got a lot of guys at that four position. So that's probably going to be somewhere else that needs a little bit of cleanup as they move forward. So, yeah, but overall, you know, good good work by the Wizards here uh, in, in this deal. Brooklyn, they get a – Good trade exception out of this, $11.4 million. Uh, For free, If anybody's wondering, too, why is it not the full amount of Dinwiddie's deal? It's because of base year compensation. What happens in a base year compensation trade is the player only counts for half going out. The best example of this was probably Jeremy Grant last year, Mm -hmm. uh, where he made roughly $19 million, and the Nuggets generated about a $9.5 million trade exception for him when they signed and traded him to Detroit. Mm -hmm. And it's because if the player gets a big enough raise over their prior year salary and their team is over the cap and they trade them, uh, what's called base year compensation comes in. It's kind of similar to a poison pill ish type of thing there. So um, that was part of why the Lakers can't deal Kuzma until the sixth. And now clearly Mm -hmm. this can't happen until the sixth because there's free agents involved and stuff. But yeah, the nets for, for nothing created a, Trade exception, got a couple uh, second round picks out of it too. So it's pretty good work if you can get it. Now, let me let me ask this, Keith, because I look up and down this trade, it all makes sense to me, except for one piece, and I'm trying to figure out why this is happening. Uh, why is San Antonio in this? What what are they what are they what are they doing in this trade? Is this just just hey for the fun of it instead of instead of being a four team trade, let's really make an exceptional and make a five team trade, just throw some stuff there. I'm trying to figure out functionally why they have to be part of this. Why are they doing anything they're doing this offseason? <laughs> uh, I will take it a little bit further. Uh, they also re-signed Bryn Forbes. Okay, mm-hmm. I guess. You know, bringing back a shooter. He's got a ring now. So, yep. I mean, I think he might have already. Uh, he might not have been with the Spurs last time they won one. I, I can't remember. But, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's pick up a guy for nothing. You know, yeah. It's not going to hurt them, so why not grab Hutchinson, Hutchison, see if he can play a little bit, try him out. They, they don't have a ton of true wings on that roster, so I guess that's what it is. But, yeah, overall confusing offseason for San Antonio. I, I'm not seeing the big picture here. Um, I've got somebody in the chat that's asking, <laughs> can this trade still expand further? What, five teams is not enough? Yeah, uh, right? Can Could the Wizards still be shopping Kuzma, KCP, and Trez, um, in theory, they could, but I feel like sure. this is this is probably going to be it. 
Yeah, I think at this point this is done for now. I think anything else they do that they'll do later. I like the guy who said sign and trade Dennis for Trevor and Keith. We're in hundred percent. I will sit on the end of the spot. bench happily. Yep. Yep. I have no yep. problem and with that. Get, hey, you want to pay me an NBA minimum contract? I will happily throw on purple and gold and and uh, chase a ring in, in LA. I like it. Uh, I like it. Yeah, I might wear I might wear a little green and white underneath, but, <laughs> but uh, I'll do it. So, yeah, uh, yeah, the Chandler Hutchinson part don't really get it. The Pacers part they they got a, a draft pick to end up with that twenty second pick that was the Lakers pick. So we understand why they moved on from Holiday. They don't need enough guys. So yeah, so I I think that's fine, right? I, I think that's you know good there. So yeah, yep. All right, uh, the other big big thing that happened today. Kevin Walker to the New York yeah, Knicks. Surprise, surprise. I thought for sure OKC is going to do the Chris Paul with, with Kemba Walker. They're going to rehab his value and then flip him for, guess what, more picks. Didn't happen, though. I would imagine when it comes out. Uh, I haven't seen it yet if it has, but I would imagine that Kemba Walker gave back a pretty decent amount of money in order to become a free agent and then sign with the New York Knicks. And uh, look, I, I like the Knicks offseason a lot more now with Kemba Walker in the fold. I can tell you that. Yeah, I uh let's talk about the first part, the yes. bio. Let's do that. My guess is it's probably Blake Griffin ish. A couple people mm-hmm. are thinking, did he did he just is it just this year? No. What how this is functionally going to work is he picks up his player option for next year and then the Thunder wave him. And in case anybody's wondering, it doesn't they can't wave him before he can do that. It's he's given that opportunity first to pick up the option year and then they're gonna wave him. So so they will will wave him with the two years, seventy four million almost mm-hmm. uh owed to him. And then my guess is he took a pretty decent haircut probably to the level of at least eight to 16 million in total money off of that. He doesn't have any reason to give back much more than that. He could have said, no, I'm good. I'll just stay here. Yeah. Uh, you know, or, or you can cut me for the whole amount if you really want to do that. But my guess is he wants to be on a good team or he's going to play a lot. He didn't want to do this. That also very, very much says there was no market to trade him. Yeah. There, there just wasn't. Uh, so, Boston should feel a little bit better about what they did because at least they got a useful player back for them. And now Horford, they had to give up the pick to get off him. But, you know, that's, you know, so be it. That that was, you know, the move for, for them. I don't know how they will build it out where the Celtics were. We're going to get to them in a minute because yeah. um, I, I have thoughts. Uh, so shockingly, right? Uh, but it is, um yeah, I don't, I, I'm not, This is fine. Uh, Nick's side, love this. Yes. Love this, love this, love this. I tweeted this almost as soon as it happened. I desperately want to see Kemba, you know, into that snatchback pull-up jump shot game winner in Madison Square Garden in front of a million people. If you don't know, he's from the Bronx. He's a New York kid. Mm -hmm. Uh, We need this, right? Everybody wants to see this. this, Yeah, I don't care if it's against, you know – 
Orlando on a Tuesday in January. I don't really care. I just want one. I just think it would be the coolest thing in the world uh, to watch that place explode for the local kids. So, yeah, it's not a new microphone. I just moved it. <laughs> the chat saying I like the new mic. I just moved it. So hopefully you're hearing me a little bit better. I'm also it's only eight o'clock here on the East Coast. So I'm not uh, trying to speak in hushed tones to not wake <laughs> not up the whole family. <laughs> so I had been a little bit underwhelmed with the Knicks offseason. You know, we'd seen this just ridiculous amount of cap space and thinking there were going to be all these big moves coming their way and then I went okay Evan Fournier and a few other things here and there and I just I didn't feel like they had really made that step forward especially since it felt like they were still lacking a point guard and now here we go now they've got Kemba Walker who again he's maybe he's not the same guy he was you know three years ago or or whatever he's not cardiac Kemba anymore but you're getting him at such a discount that that's already baked in you're you're paying him as though he's not that guy anymore, but I still think he's a guy that can help out your roster and uh, and can help get the Knicks at least to the next level just by giving them something that they that they didn't have last year. So this is a big win for the Knicks. I think this puts them... The, the Eastern Conference is looking ridiculous now. There's yeah. so many different teams out there that can say, hey, we could be one of the best teams in the, in the conference. It's going to be a lot of fun, and I'm thrilled with this move. I think this makes the Knicks just that much more interesting of a franchise this season. Yeah, I agree. I, I think they needed another playmaking score on the team. They they have it now. Uh, interestingly enough, they have Kemba and Fournier both from Boston uh, last season's team. So that's that's mm-hmm. a little you know uh, fun to kind of see. Hopefully that'll pick up that that one. That that you know it's funny. Boston and New York are rivals in other sports. They've never really gotten there in basketball because they've just never been good at the same times. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, good enough. You know, it's always been, you know, right? It was Celtics Lakers because that's who they were always fighting for titles against. And then Celtics 76ers because that was always the team they had to kind of go through. And then at right. the end, it was like Celtics Pistons. So, yeah, Celtics Knicks has never become a rival. So maybe that'll pick things up a little bit. That'll be kind of fun. But you're talking about the East. One of these teams, I'm going to give you a list of teams, Mm -hmm. nine teams. One of these nine teams is going to miss the playoffs. Atlanta, Boston, Brooklyn, Chicago, Indiana, Miami, Milwaukee, New York, Philadelphia, and now Washington. We could add to that list too, I think. Indiana. So that's... Yeah, right. <laughs> that's the team. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> no, I, I, don't I don't know. No, I wasn't looking for a prediction, but that's all right. <laughs> I, I think we can take pretty confidently Detroit, Cleveland, and Orlando yeah. out of the mix. Uh, let's see what Toronto does. I, I'm not. I, I don't know. Uh, Charlotte, nice year last year, kind of mm-hmm. moved things forward. But I think really every other team in the East has a shot. You know, Indiana mm-hmm. if they get healthy. Oh no, they did. They definitely could. Roster. You know, so yeah, it's just isn't that crazy though compared to where the East was a couple years ago? Where yeah. it was like, is there five good teams in this conference? Now there's you know you're talking seven, eight pretty good teams. That was the so, way we looked at the East for decades. For yeah, for decades yep. the East was you know it was the Eastern Conference and and all of these things, right? But um, there's some real depth here, and I think that's going to make things all the more exciting uh, in the in the East. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, yeah. And some people, uh, somebody right. said that's not counting Toronto either there. Yeah, it's not. Mm-hmm. I mean, we don't know what's going to happen with them, yep. right? So maybe, maybe, maybe we should be counting Toronto. You know, they, they should be better. You may. I, it was funny. I was thinking about it today. Uh-huh. I was just, I, I was kind of, I, I went to take a slight nap. 
uh, today. It didn't really work out as the way I hoped because things just kept happening. But I was in there as I was, and this probably says a lot about me, as I was dr- drifting off, I was thinking about what's going to happen with the Raptors. You know, that's <laughs> kind of what I think about as I was going to take a nap. But it's, uh, I like the idea of Siakam and Anobi, uh, Barnes, mm-hmm. Trent, and Van Vliet as a lineup uh-huh. for some minutes. Small. But, sure. man, they can get after it defensively. I, I think that's got the potential to be a pretty fun group. Most people count sheep. You're counting cap sheets. <laughs> to yeah, go to that's kind of Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to run through cap space and lineup combinations. All right, uh, we delayed it enough. Yep. Should we talk about the Celtics? Uh, no, we got to talk about somebody else first. We're oh, going to talk okay. about John Collins to the, the Atlanta Hawks. Oh, yeah, let's do that one. Uh, that they let's, they begrudgingly the Celtics, came to an agreement. <laughs> yeah, yeah, begrudgingly, yeah. It's funny, right? That five years, $125 million, essentially $25 million a year, mm-hmm. that was thrown out very early on uh, in free agency. I think that was one of the earlier reports that we heard was that was kind of on the table. We don't know if that was Collins can't put that on the table and the Hawks were like, yeah, we're mm-hmm. good. Or did the Hawks put that on the table and Collins side didn't really like it. We'll, we'll find that out eventually. Somebody will report on right. that and, and let us know. But I think this is perfect. They, this feels right to me. feels like the right amount of money for John Collins. Mm-hmm. Uh, that team, you couldn't mess around and lose him. So, yeah, so I, I'm perfectly fine with that. And it does have a uh, player option in the fifth year. Player option. So that yeah. – you know, that's a, an added bonus for him. I, I like the dollar amount. I like John Collins there, whether or not they he likes being there or the Hawks. Like, I don't know. But but whatever. The Hawks are a better team with him there. And uh, I think this was something that we knew was coming. We knew it was going to get done. But now we've got some certainty. Five years, $125 million. And then, of course, gets overshadowed by the massive move that was made today by the Boston Celtics. Um, yeah. Pick, <laughs> no, not to. Look, the, the Celtics did something. Here And I know that you were still looking for them to, to spend a bit more, but they do pick up Ennis Cantor, who we know is a, is a legit player. He can help you. Um, he can help mm-hmm. you particularly on the boards, on the offensive glass. He is a monster. Um, maybe not the big move that Celtics fans were hoping for, but this is you know, a solid rotation piece here. Yeah, just so I can delay it for this another minute. A lot of people in the chat want us to talk about Dennis Schroeder. Hang in there, guys. We're, we're getting gonna to that. Get to, there, there wasn't a lot of moves, That's so we're going to talk about what guys are left and what teams have what to spend. So we'll get to those guys. Hang in there. We'll, we'll, we'll get there, I promise. All right. Uh, Ennis Cantor, let's talk basketball first. They need another big. Right now, as the team stands, because it sounds like eventually Tristan Thompson will move to uh, Sacramento. Um, <laughs> everybody says that's going to happen. I'm I'm starting to wonder how and yeah. when and who and all that. But that's what they say. So I think the deal with Cantor was this came cheap. Uh, by all reports, he's coming in on the minimum, mm-hmm. uh, which is he's a 10-year guy. So that's actually $2.7 million. So if you start seeing... Guys now, $2.7 million. This is the same thing that Carmelo's going to get, same thing that uh, Markeith Morris is going to get, Taj Gibson, a whole bunch of guys are getting this, you know, uh, $2.7 million uh, veteran minimum deal. And it'll only count for one point seven yeah. on the cap. Uh, it kind of gives the, the NBA, and actually the cool thing for the teams is just so we're all on the same page, the NBA actually plays, pays that million-dollar difference too. Uh, so like in the Lakers case with all those guys they signed, they're only an account at their at the two year minimum on the cap. And the NBA pays the difference between 
the two-year minimum in that that comes out of the NBA kind of overall pocket fund. Um, I used to jokingly say like the Draymond Green uh, technical foul fund, um, <laughs> but it's really not. That all goes to charity um, that they designate where it goes. So if you ever wonder when a guy gets tossed or mm-hmm. fined, all that money goes to a charity. Yeah. So sometimes it's not the worst thing. We'll see Draymond Green. He's helping. He just he just balls. cares so much. He's helping the kids. That's, That's what it, it is. And he does it to help the kids. Can you tell I don't want to talk about Ennis Cantor to this? I can tell. Um, (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, no. So, I'll move this along. On the court, this is fine. He's their third big Mm -hmm. behind Al Horford and Robert Williams. As a Horford's not going to probably play more than 60, 65 games in a season at this point. Robert Williams would be lucky to see him play 60 to 65 games with his injury history. So, what will happen is Cantor's going to play a good amount. Uh, I almost said Stevens, um, cause that's going to be my yep. thing with the coach for a long time, but Emu Udoka will go to him on those days when you just need something, somebody to get a bucket. Cause you know, you can post him up, throw the ball into him and he's going to make something happen. Mm. Uh, especially against second unit, big men. He's you know still good at that. Good score, uh, pretty good in the pick and roll game. And then he is really solid in the, as an offensive rebounder, he may still be the best offensive rebounder in the game Yeah, and defensive rebounding is fine. Defensively. He stinks. He's awful. Uh, that's why you got to play him primarily on your second unit. There's only a handful of guys he's even good against. One of them though, happens to be Joel Embiid because he's not afraid to bang with mm-hmm. him and, you know, uh, you know, just straighten him up in the post a little bit. No, he doesn't see it. He doesn't do anything like that. You know, I'm not going crazy, but that's somebody he can actually kind of hold his own against. So we'll see, you know, with, with this one, it's, it was reported. It might've been some out of the um, MLE that, hopefully does not ever turn out to be true it sounds like by all accounts and what i was told directly is this will be the minimum so it's it's hard to screw up a minimum contract because even if it's really bad you just cut the guy and move on exactly yep yeah minimum contracts just it's it's low it's really no risk right as long as you're willing to pay the salary like that's that's the one negative to cutting a guy well you still got to pay him there's guaranteed contract so you got to pay him but i mean other than that your risk is nothing so no, you can't really complain about a minimum contract, and I think it's a guy that um, that that can help them for in, in certain ways. Um, no, it's not like you know Celtics fans are celebrating right now or anything like that. But this isn't this isn't a negative move either. It's not like you're looking at this and thinking, oh, they blew it. No, this is this is just fine. No problems with this. Yep. Yeah. I mean, they they're the absolute opposite of celebrating. They're mad. You know, mm-hmm. a bunch of them were not happy at all when that was the uh, the the Shams report today, and you saw Boston Celtics have agreed to or whatever it was. It was like, oh no, oh you know, people what's people there? were so, upset that it wasn't something big a big enough. Yeah, move. I think people Got thought it, it was going to be something better than uh, Cantor. So gotcha. now I will say this too, just to we can close the book in the on this. We've already spent far too long. I move on. Ennis Cantor is a uh, really good locker room guy that mm-hmm. everybody likes. He is extremely well-liked uh, in the locker room. He had issues very early in his career where he wasn't, he was kind of a, you know, touchy guy in the locker room. People didn't really care for much. And then he got to, that was in Utah. He got to mm-hmm. OKC. Remember it? He was the stash bros with Steven Adams. Yeah. And right. All that stuff. And they, they were, they, you know, they had a lot of fun and people loved, loved him there. Then 
New York, that situation was very screwed up and messed up at that time. But that Portland and Boston, even with kind of rotating casts of characters around him, those guys all really, really liked him. So there's that benefit of it, too. This was a locker room that had some problems last year, uh, mm-hmm. has had some problems for a couple of years. Um, seems like those problem guys are gone. They're bringing in some guys who are you know a little bit happier. Uh, so guys like Cantor, Horford, who's extremely well-respected. We in the Boston side of the world, if, if people don't know, we kind of call uh, Al Horford like the, the disappointed dad at times because he never yells he never screams but like he kind of gives you the look yeah i'm not mad i'm just disappointed that's it that's exactly it i'm not mad i'm just disappointed and he Mm -hmm. you know and and, but it works i think with with their guys you know so so we'll see what what happens from here all right well moving on uh tony bradley former laker look it up (laughs) to the the bulls uh gives them a little bit of depth so i mean not a Again, not a major move here, but just a, a depth piece for the Bulls that, um, that that should come in handy. Yeah, he played well last year in Philly. I'm not in, still entirely yeah. sure why they gave up on him. I I thought he was actually better for Philly than Dwight Howard was for most of last season. But yeah, he's still young enough too. There might be a little bit upside. Bigs come along a little bit later in their career. They they tend to develop. So not, nothing huge, but a nice pickup for the Bulls uh, behind Nick Vucevic for what 10, 15 minutes a game. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And then we've got uh, Saban Lee coming back to the Detroit Pistons. Yeah, Saban which... Lee was uh, one of the uh, best two-way players in the league last year. I know two-ways didn't exactly work the way they had before. So what they're doing is they're, they're bumping him up to a standard contract. He ended up playing a lot for them. I think he won- I want to say he started six or seven times last season. He played in, I want to say it was like 62 of their 66 games or something mm-hmm. like that. Uh, he's a tough kid. He, if you get a chance, watch him play because he will go to the basket over and over and over again. He's learning how to be a playmaker at that position. So I like this for, for the Pistons. They retained Corey Joseph behind Killian Hayes. Cade Cunningham's going to have the ball quite a bit too. Yeah. I, I think this is a good move. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a, it's it's always nice seeing the G League and seeing two way contracts. That whole system work. I like yeah, seeing players absolutely. graduate up because it just means they're going to have more sustainability. There's going to be even more of a draw to the NBA G League as it's becoming more and more of like a traditional farm system ultimately for the NBA and for NBA clubs. So it's very cool to see the development of that. And, um, and we won't do this yeah. show live guys but if you're watching this live or watching later we will do a show when all the two-way contracts are finalized more towards the end of summer league and that and we'll talk about the two-way guys we're going to do a whole show just about two-way guys we'd already talked about doing that it won't be a live show i, I, I don't know maybe it will maybe people will be so desperate never for know. basketball content then but but we're going to do a whole show where we'll talk about that and how these teams can use their 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 two-way clubs and that and detroit's a good example of it they they bought a team and relocated them uh to right down the road uh from them so we're seeing more and more of that the lakers have the south bay team Mm -hmm. that's right there the celtics have the main celtics who they bought controlling interests of and the idea with the two ways just very quickly is or the the g league clubs rather is you want them close by so you can have them with you uh, on the yep. NBA roster, but send them down when they need, you know, hey, go get some game minutes. Yep. Um, the teams are also using it like Major League Baseball uses them for like rehab assignments mm-hmm. or, you know, guys been hurt. He's been out for a little while. They're sending guys down now from the NBA 
uh, to the G League team to practice. Occasionally, they're even playing in games. And the idea is, hey, go get some some uh, reps there and, you know, play, you know, maybe sometimes it's play the whole first quarter and right. then you're out the rest of the night. So it, it's it's really getting fun. But we'll, we'll spend a lot more time on that later. Uh, Victor Oladipo finally has a landing spot. Prove it with the Miami Heat. The Miami yeah. Heat, look, they've really added some guys. And we don't know exactly when Oladipo is going to be okay to play this year. But for the Heat, I mean, this is a low-risk gamble. Maybe he can help you out towards the tail end of the season. Um, for right now, though, until we know his health status, we can't say this is like a massive win or anything. But still, now we know. We know where he wound up. Yeah, you got Oh, man, I should have timed my drink better. Sorry. Um <laughs> Uh, yeah, Oladipo, like you said, this is, we'll see. It, it sounds like maybe January-ish is when he could play again. Mm-hmm. He's just going to basically be be rehabbing the whole time. Hey, he'll be ready to go, and then, then we'll go from, from there uh, with that. So, yeah, it's this is a chance for him to rehab, get back to a, a good place, hopefully health-wise. I think Miami's the best place for him to do that and go from there. Hey, somebody asked in the chat, and this is a really yeah. good question to, to address, uh, Dennis Schroeder for KCP, could the Wizards do that? Um, one, they, they wouldn't. But no, you can't. You can't yeah. reacquire the same guy. No. Um, that you traded away for one year. So uh, no, no, none of KCP, Harold, or Kuzma, even if they were waived by Washington or another team, can't acquire them. Now, what you could do is if they went to a second third, team. Uh, yeah, another team. Or a third team, I guess, yeah, is the better way to put it. But a second team after a trade. And then that team caught him. Then you could go, could go get him. But that's you know, it's not going to happen. So no. those guys are gone. They're not coming back. Nope, that's the way that works. Um, uh, the Raptors. Speaking of players being cut, the Raptors waived some players. We're yeah, going to get into guys. that. Yeah, four guys in the last couple of days. Uh, probably the biggest name because he's the biggest guy is Aaron Baines. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they waived him. Uh, DeAndre Bembry, Rodney Hood, who we've already heard is going to land with the Milwaukee Bucks, and then Paul Watson, who was a wing uh, that they had kind of brought up through their G League system. The idea on this was they all had uh, trigger dates, guarantee dates, where their contracts would have become guaranteed. So this is Toronto keeping a little bit of flexibility. I would say out of all those guys, maybe Paul Watson comes back to Toronto. Wouldn't be a surprise if they you know give him an end of the bench. Uh, spot, but Bain's probably moving on somewhere else. Bembry probably moving on somewhere else. And we know Hood's already going to the Bucks. All right. And then we've got uh, Terrence Davis sticking with the, the Sacramento Kings. Sacramento Kings. Yeah. So a little shooting for their bench. Uh, yep. Kind of, you can run a lot of the same stuff. You run with Buddy Heald where it's, you know, run, run stuff through him. Uh, I've seen two. This is a great time to, uh, to address people keep saying, could we do Schroeder for Heald? Yep. No. The Kings don't want Dennis Schroeder. Uh, we're going to get to it. I don't know who wants Dennis Schroeder. We're, uh, we're getting there in just a minute. Don't worry. We're, yep. we're, we're going to, we're, we're, we're moments away from Dennis Schroeder time for anybody who's waiting <laughs> yeah, for that. Truly moments away. Yep. Uh, Eric, Eric Pascal from uh, Golden State to the Jazz. Um, yeah. He was a guy who always, you know, he, he came out there and made an impact. Obviously he's not an all-star yeah. or anything like that, but, uh, but a solid player. I think he's somebody that you can, you can give some spot minutes to and be just fine. Yeah, I think so too. Apparently I did. I didn't know this until at least a hundred people tweeted it around the same time. Very good friends with Donovan Mitchell. Uh, hmm. so, so there's that too, but yeah, I don't know why you need to get, uh, Donovan Mitchell's, uh, uh, 
friends there. You already have them on a long-term contract. You would have wanted to do that last year. Oh, what do we got? Breaking Just news? Just for harmony's sake. Raul Neto has agreed to a deal oh, to return to the Washington Wizards. So okay. I like it. There's here's another your, guard. Here's your uh, back, another point guard. Yep. So that's that's good. Good good deal for Washington on that one. Uh, that got a little breaking the, news. Nothing in. more to say. A little breaking no. news to to go through on the show. Uh, All right. Yeah. Shall hey, we? Pascal. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Hey, just to close the books on that. Uh, this was basically the Warriors cutting a little bit off there. The the Jazz taking a little bit of money on. Uh, good for the Jazz though because. When they did the favors trade, it was looking like, all right, are they going to pay the tax or how mm-hmm. willing are they to go deep into the tax? And then they added Rudy Gay and now traded for Pascal. Uh, I, I think they did pretty good. Um, yeah. So uh, people right. are asking about the five team trade. Go back and watch the show after we're, we're done because we already talked about about that. So, yeah, exactly. Ready? So who's left? Yes, let's get it into who's left on the market. Actually, let's just let's just run through some of the guys, and then yeah. we'll get into obviously Schroeder. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so point guards: Reggie Jackson, Dennis Schroeder, Lou Williams. Uh, Neto we can take him off the board now. So returning to Washington. Then you get into Alfred Payton, Brad Wanamaker, Frank Nilakina, Dennis Smith Jr. So you're getting down to it there. Jackson's situation is basically what a team told me today was I said, why is someone not going after Jackson with their mid-level? And they said, we we could, but they're just then going to throw him the early bird contract and go. It, it's almost like teams are treating him a little like a restricted free agent yeah. where it's, you know, the Clippers will just beat it because the Clippers can't afford to lose him, especially without Kawhi, uh, you know, not knowing what's going on with that situation. Speaking of, he's still a free agent. So <laughs> uh, as we like to say here on the front office show, Kawhi does things on Kawhi time. Yep. Uh, so, you know, it, it might be September before Kawhi signs a new contract at this it, rate. It might. Uh, interesting, though, a couple of interesting wing players, Kelly Oubre Jr. and Danny mm-hmm. Green. Guys, I think could still help help teams. Ubre, especially. Uh, I'm starting to wonder, much like with Dennis Schroeder, where's the home going to be for him? Because there's just not that much money left out there, and he's coming off some decent money. Mm-hmm. Josh Hart restricted could get interesting if they wanted to do a sign and trade. Yeah, I think New teams Orleans. would be interested in him. Yeah, good player. Uh, Avery Bradley still out there, you know, solid defender probably at this point. Minimum, maybe what's left of, of a exception from from a team, uh, fits a lot of places. Hamadou Diallo, restricted free agent, who I really like. Detroit's going to resign him, uh, keep keep him in the fold with their young core. Uh, JJ Redick, wing shooter, Wesley Matthews of the Lakers, uh, still out there. And then a couple restricted guys, Garrison Matthews and old friend Svi Mikhailuk. Oh, uh, on that sweet. side, uh, another shooter, James Ennis uh, from the Magic mm-hmm. out there. Justice Winslow, that one's interesting. $13 million team option declined, and he's not getting anything near that uh, now in this market. So my guess is he takes a minimum deal with a good – I don't know if it will be a contender because I don't know that he wants to sit. I think it will right. probably be a, a – a good playoff team where he can go and get some minutes uh, there up front. Paul Millsap still out there. Um, and just the Bucks, uh, the Bucks should be on the phone daily with Ubre Jr. or Millsap. Yeah, just saying. Do you want? Do you want the taxpayer mid level? You know, and just say whoever takes a one first, plus one. Or, or 
Yep, that's it. Yeah, one plus one. Opt out at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. But great. They're, both of those guys would be great for the Bucks, uh, depth wise. Lori Markinen still out there, restricted free agent. Yep. There's been some talk. Maybe the Bulls would love to do a, a sign and trade, but probably not going to happen at this point with him. I'm starting to think he might just sign the qualifying offer. Mm-hmm. And then get get back on the market next year as an unrestricted free agent. Jared Vanderbilt of the Timberwolves. Uh, we're we're getting down to the the dregs of it here. Kem Birch right. of of the Raptors. So big big center. Um, still out there. He's probably just going to go back to to the Raptors and actually get a chance to play at home in Toronto uh, this year. And then then we're really down to it. It's Demarcus Cousins, Willie Hernan Gomez, Harry Giles, Bismack Biombo, Frank Kaminsky, Mike Scott, Luke Cornett. So. We're about there, man. It's, it's a couple uh, of those big names we don't think are going anywhere, but there's still a couple of good guys. So let's get into Dennis Schroeder. Let's and, talk and about see, it. Because I think, I think he's kind of good too because his situation is not all that different from Danny Green, Kelly Oubre, mm-hmm. Paul Millsap. So we, we can kind of discuss that. So Dennis Schroeder, um, I mean, like the, the landing spots simply aren't there in terms of both minutes and money now. And this is what we talked about a lot during the offseason about the point guard market and about how this could happen to somebody. And we speculated that it might be Schroeder, but now this has become a reality. It's gotten to the point where I almost feel bad for it. Like so many people are just going in on the guy on, on social media, you know, but it, yeah. I mean, he did turn down the four year, $84 million offer from the Lakers. And that's obviously looking like not a, a smart decision um, based on the way this whole thing has played out. But so what happens here? Like, what do you, you've got a player who is, certainly should be on somebody's roster, should be getting yep. minutes. You could say, well, maybe he's more of a six man than a starter or whatever. That's that's not really here nor there at this point. He should be getting minutes on a roster somewhere. And now you don't really see an open slot anywhere, nor does anybody really have the money to pay him what he's worth. So where does this go from here? I mean, so many people have been talking about, you know, can the Lakers sign and trade him for something? I don't even know where they would trade him to at this point yeah. because, like, I mean, look, even the Wizards just just filled a third point guard spot with Neto. Yep. Where so where, big, where can he go? Problem. Yeah, where where would he go? I, I keep seeing people are saying, well, why not uh, for uh, Eric Gordon? Mm-hmm. I think that would be great for the Lakers, but – the, the Rockets don't want to do that. They 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 have John Wall already. They're paying They're John Wall a lot. <laughs> They're working around him. Right. Yeah, you're not going to invest another to get Gordon. It have to be at least fifteen million dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, for Truder, they're not going to want to do that. And just so everybody knows, in a sign and trade, the first year has to be fully guaranteed. The next two years can be non guaranteed. But Truder's not going to agree mm-hmm. to that because no. if he does go somewhere and have a good year, he doesn't want to then be on a non guaranteed contract the next year. Right. So I think where we're at with um, Dennis Truder, excuse me, is. They can keep working to try and find somebody who will maybe do a sign and trade that gets really desperate. But what I would do if I was the Lakers, I would say here's somewhere between 10 and 15 million. Uh-huh. It's a one year offer or a one plus, you know, a one year with a team option, something that gives the Lakers the power here. Cause Schroeder doesn't have it really anymore. Right. He's got kind of no say just, we'll bring you back. Um, one, why not? Right. It's just it's just tax money at that point for them. But with the assumption of we're probably going to trade you 
in season, but also you'd have to push and you can't legally do this, but push him to, you can't block a trade. You can't say no, you can't, you know, mm-hmm. tell us, you know, no with this, you know, like people keep saying, buddy healed the the Kings aren't going to do that. They just drafted another point. Guard. Yeah, they, they, point they, guards. they don't need any. Um, guards. Yeah. And then from, from the Lakers, I think what is why it actually does make sense is Kendrick Nunn has been inconsistent. He, he's not, you know, always the most consistent guy. I like him. So I think what, what you're doing with him is you would have then Schroeder and Nunn together kind of as your backups for Westbrook. And we know Westbrook, what, he's probably going to cap out at 65 games next year mm-hmm. played, my, my guess, in that range. So why not? You know, let, let him play. The Celtics would not do Marcus Smart for Dennis Schroeder. Get, go, no. go away with that craziness. Um, it would also hard cap the Celtics because it would be a sign and trade in, and that's not. Marcus Smart is a significantly better player than Dennis Schroeder. It's not even close. Uh, so, yeah, that's the problem. You know, you can throw out every team, and it's really – it gets tough. You know, he's going to have to accept a bench role at this point, most likely. And what he should probably be looking for is let me find a bench role and I can rehab my value a little mm-hmm. bit and go. Um, and that be- best bench role may be with the Lakers. You know, let, let him be the sixth man. Let him run around and, you know, do some stuff there and do what he did before and, and kind of go from there. It might be. I do have questions about what did they tell Kendrick Nunn when they signed him on? Sure. Did they did they tell him, yeah. you are the reserve guard, you're the backup, we're not going to bring anybody else? And that was part of the pitch to him, like we saw last Could season with Andre Drummond. They told him, like, yay, yeah, if you come to us off the buyout market, you are the starter. Um, that is so, <laughs> and then we didn't play you in a And then game. we didn't play you in the, the final <laughs> game of the season. Um, As they should have. I'm not right. criticizing the Lakers no. for that. Nope. Because Andre Drummond is, stinks. But, okay. but I'm just saying we, we've <laughs> seen them do that, right, in order to to help land a free agent, was kind of guarantee what their what their spot was going to be. So I do wonder if there was a promise made there to Kendrick Nunn. I'll also say there is one scenario that I can see where a team might suddenly have interest in, in Dennis Schroeder, and I think this is maybe the last domino for him, and that is if the rumored Gordon Dragic to Dallas thing falls apart, maybe the Mavericks, who still have, would have some space left, maybe they would be that team. But that's about all. I yeah, can could be. Yeah, they, they they could definitely do it, or they could could uh, do it as a sign and trade because they they're clear enough under where they could bring them in. But mm. yeah, I don't know. We're we're gonna see. This is you know kind of it's it's messy at this point for Dennis Schroeder. Um, a couple people have asked me throughout the course of the day. Well, what you keep saying Schroeder? Why not Reggie Jackson? Reggie Jackson knows he's he has got a that home. Clippers offer. Yeah. He, he's he's got a home. He he's in the same boat. Um, guys who are kind of in that same spot though, Kelly Uber Jr. Mm-hmm. We talked about him. Uh, he's going to have to take a pay cut at this point and go somewhere for the MLE. Um, he'd be a great fit for any number of teams. But yep. you you said it before, one plus one for him. You know, sign it, go play, play well, get back on the market next year. Uh, Justice Winslow, who knows what happens with him, and then a couple of the restricted guys, Hart, uh, Markin, and. The challenge for their teams with the restricted guys, if they sign the qualifying offer, they have de facto no trade clauses because yep. anybody who's on a one-year contract, because that is a one-year contract, a one-year deal with bird rights at the end gets a, gets a no trade clause. I know, I know uh, I, one of the things I think you and I really bonded over early was the idea of you know, why do uh, every single Laker have a no trade clause? And, and that's we, right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I remember doing some videos on that back in the day. Because um, they all got one so, plus ones. <laughs> yep, yep, that's it. Because everybody was on a one plus one uh, with with uh, at least 
least early bird rights on the end. So mm-hmm. yeah, so that's it. That that that's your challenge. So here's the other thing I just want to throw out for these guys too is uh-huh. so this was another conversation I had with an agent this morning, and he said everybody knows money has dried up around the league. What's getting missed is roster spots are starting to dry up around the league. Yep. Uh, very few teams are looking to fill out benches now. All right. So that's something these guys got to keep in mind too. Cause if you, if you are a Kelly Ubery jr, Dennis Schroeder, uh, Millsap's a little different cause he, he's a little older in his career. But if you're one of those guys and you want to play to show you can stay, now you're going to get, you kind of got to get on it a little bit here and start saying, you know, it is. And it may be for Ubre, Schroeder, a couple of the other guys, they may need to swallow their pride and say, all right, I'll take the MLE, you know, and I'll come in and I'll kick butt. And then everybody will say, all right, pay this guy next year when it's a different cap right. environment and those kind of things. But it's it's starting to starting to get a little rough out there for, for the free agents because the money's gone. The roster spots are basically gone. I do think that because he's a wing – it's a little different for Ubre, just because yeah, so many teams are looking for it for that. Yeah. Whereas a lot of teams kind of they've got their point guard spot locked down. Whereas any number of teams could say, "Hey, we could always use another wing player." Like, come, you know, come on over. Yep, I agree, hundred uh, percent. Somebody asked if the Hornets still have the most cap space. Uh, technically, the Thunder do, but the Hornets are right there with about thirteen million, uh, pending what they do with Ish Smith. I think Ish Smith's kind of one of those. We'll give you some cap space if we need to, or, or this. And Dennis Schroeder might not be awful for 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 the Hornets. You know, is mm-hmm. is another bench guard kind of the replacement for Devonte Graham. I think I like Smith better because there's just not very many minutes there. Right. So yeah. So we'll we'll see. Somebody just pointed out we're over three thousand people. Yep. Right now watching. So thank you guys. We appreciate yep. that support for coming in and hanging out here with us for for a little while tonight. Unfortunately, we're wrapping up. It was a well. Was, While you're in, day. hit that yeah. subscribe button before before we go yes, anywhere. Absolutely. Hit that subscribe button. Turn on those hit notifications it. as well. Um, like the Keith, video I, too. I do want to throw one final thing at you because there's a yeah. question here that's popped up a bit in our chat. And I think it's worth, and this may be something that we just kind of mentioned right now and we go further in detail into at a later date. Okay. But the question popped up, the Blazers have been awfully quiet. Damian Lillard clearly wanted yeah. changes. Where's that? Where where does that leave things with Damian Lillard Cody's and, and the Blazers? Do it for you? <laughs> Peace. No, it's fine. <laughs> no, it's fine. I don't right? think that's what what uh, Lillard was thinking. Yeah, I think Damian Lillard is looking at it like, all right, that's cool. Thanks, but yeah. what else we got coming? Uh, uh, Cody Zeller and Tony Snell? Mm, probably mm. probably not oh, no. what he was looking for. Yeah, they got work to do. Still got work to do. So, yeah, so you do start to wonder what is happening. It makes me wonder. They've now got Norman Powell re-signed. Uh, you got Dame. You, you added Zeller. Macklemore and Snell is some shooting there. Are they maybe positioning for a Ben Simmons trade? You added some shooting. Yeah. Added a big. Could be. You can do some stuff in Zeller. You know, maybe they are looking at and saying, all right, hey, we haven't been able to get there on McCollum yet, but as Philly eventually comes down from their mega ask, maybe Portland comes up and may- maybe that could be where it goes. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it would almost be humorous if that's how it played out. Simmons from McCollum, because I think that's been thrown out there no less yeah. than 100,000 times by everybody who likes this sport. 
So that's that's the yeah. NBA equivalent of the butler did it. Like the guy everybody <laughs> thought the, the guy that you just think it's going to be now, and that's just that's who it was. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean maybe. You know, we'll see. I maybe. I, yep. I yeah, I don't know. I I'm with you though. Yeah. Maybe maybe what we'll do is after we're clear of the off season, we can come back and do a uh uh Lillard Beal kind of re did their teams do enough. Yeah. Uh, once we finally see, you know, what it looks like. So, yeah, it'll be uh, – I'm not sure. Uh, somebody asked about Iguodala. It sounds like he's probably going to go to um, uh, the Warriors. That, that's been the, yeah. the rumored thing out there. They still have their their uh, their non-tax – or their taxpayer, rather. Uh, <laughs> nowhere near the non-taxpayer. Uh, right. Still have their, their uh, taxpayer mid-level left. There's a thread uh, – we're not, I'm not going to run through them all, but there's a thread on my Twitter at KeithSmithMBA that I just put out about – about an hour and a half ago, nothing's happened since then other than Raul Neto uh, to the Wizards. That tells you what everybody's spending power is left uh, in the league as best as I can project it right now. A uh, mm-hmm. cu- couple things to, to cover off on here, um, just because these were popular questions throughout throughout the day on uh, social media and the like. And I've seen a couple people ask in the chat. Why was Cody Zeller's deal already announced? I thought deals couldn't go official to 8-6. Why was Andre Drummond announced? A handful mm-hmm. of two-way contracts were announced. Anybody who's signing a two-way, anybody who is doing a one-year minimum contract could be announced. A couple people then asked me, well, why are the Lakers not announcing theirs? Right. My guess is they're going to do it in, in mass. It's yeah. going to be here's our you know seven new players, whatever the numbers up to all all together at once. Probably do, they could really do kind of a fun press conference to bring them all in at once, put them all across the the the, the podium there, and, and just kind of go. So that's just my guess. I, I think line them up by age, one. maybe. <laughs> yeah, age or height <laughs> or something like that. Um, yeah, so we'll, we'll see. Uh, you know, so so I, I think that'll be. Um, the, the way they'll do but but that's why these teams are announcing those deals mm-hmm. anything that is not a two-way anything that is not a uh minimum contract those gotta wait till till friday at noon uh noon eastern that is i'm always gonna talk in eastern time because that's where i live um that's why and that's also how the league operates but friday noon eastern deals can start to go official the best way to know if a deal's official the team will tweet about the team, it yep. that's when you're going to see the lakers tweet uh you know welcome to la russell westbrook or what welcome home however they're going to market that that that'll happen then so that that'll be you know, you'll see that tweet come out there uh and that'll be how, how it'll come through and real quick to everybody who's asking, will there be a Lakers show tonight? Yes, we're going to go. It's going to be myself and Ron Gutterman tonight over on Lakers Nation's uh, YouTube channel. We're going to do that at, uh, let's see, that'll be 8 o'clock Pacific time. That's when we're going to go. All right. All right. So just be, uh, come check that out if you want. That'll be just Lakers talk, obviously. And uh, look, I mean, free agency kind of winding down, but still some interesting stuff that happened today. So appreciate everybody who joined us here in the chat. And don't forget, of course, subscribe right here to the NBA Front Office YouTube channel. And don't forget to ring that notification bell. Till next time, everybody. Yes, like the video too. Till next time. See ya and stay safe.